Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, I'm here today with Misty Jakes. And Misty, I am so glad you could be here today with me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yeah, now Misty and I know each other from working with Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. We were both trainers for them and we're both longtime homeschoolers as well. So we have a lot in common. One of the things Misty is doing today is she actually is a coach. You're like coaching parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is so fun. I know, I know so many parents, especially homeschool parents come to me and they need help. They're like overwhelmed. Is that what you do? Can you help homeschool parents or is it just parenting in general? Uh, Both, actually. I think a lot of the life skills that we learned as homeschool parents applies across the board. A lot of parents have issues connecting with their kids and connecting with each other. And so my biggest takeaway from homeschool was build the relationships and strengthen the home. And we want to do that through our lives, whether we're homeschooling or not. Yeah. Now, I know when I was growing up, my parents, my mother especially, was just such a good role model for me. And as the oldest, I was always the one left home to babysit as soon as I was old enough. Mm -hmm. And she always would tell me when I would complain that she had to, or they had to, my parents had to go out and have nights away from us to provide that foundation for the family. That was the foundation for the family. And I love remembering that even now it's like, okay, I have to have a date night. It's the foundation for our family. It is. It absolutely is. If you don't have the relationship with each other, it's really hard to build and strengthen relationships with the kids. And it's good for them to see that example. That's one of the most important examples for them to witness is how the parents treat each other in a loving manner and how they support each other. Yeah, that's the foundation for the strengthening of the family. Yeah. Now, so many families, there's so much going on in the world today and so many problems that could kind of encroach on our family that just will cause a lot of emotional turmoil. How do we help each other? Like as parents, as couples, how do we help each other? But also how do we help our kids go through that? I know there's a lot of emotion going on in the world today. A lot of things that we have to work out as parents is our own emotional regulation. Once we learn how to regulate our emotions, then we can teach our kids how to regulate theirs. Yeah, I'm relearning some of this because I I want to adopt two younger kids that are four and five year old. And my kids are all grown. And I remember going through that, but being re-put in the situation of having to check myself and go, wow, I really wanted to be reactive in that moment. I really... Oh, I was reactive. I snapped. What is that? Where did that come from? Well, I've I've got a trigger in there somewhere. Why did I feel like I had to do that? 
you know, so I, it's so good to um, have those experiences to figure out, you know, what was I doing to regulate my emotions so that, that I realized that when the kids are having an emotional irritation happen, it's about them and it's not about me. But if I decide to be charged up and decide I need that energy or I just pull it from my buttons being pushed, then I make it mine. And we don't have to do that. All we have to do is realize that when something happens, you have a situation happen, you have a space of time to choose what you're going to do with that situation. And when the emotion shows up, it's okay to say, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this way. Now, what do I want to do? You don't, I think sometimes we think we have to figure it out right now and that we have no time. And the reality is that we can say, ooh, I'm going to step back for a minute because I'm feeling upset or irritated and I need to think about what just happened. You know, if you have an emergency and you have kids that are are fighting, yeah, you need to, to step into that situation and separate. But you get to, when it's not an emergency, step back and take a moment to recover yourself so that your brain will properly work, right? Because our emotion, when it shows up, we have a chemical dump that happens in our brain and it hijacks our amygdala. And when it hijacks our amygdala, all of a sudden we're not in our frontal lobe where we make logical sense and where we solve problems. We're just in the emotion. And so if we can catch ourselves at the moment where we have the emotion and step back and take a moment to decide what we're doing with the emotion, then once that's done, we can get into the logical thinking patterns and make a decision on how we want to be in this situation in this moment. Yeah, no, I know when I first decided to homeschool, I was like, okay, I've got to figure out myself first, because at that point I had four little boys. When I decided I had to homeschool, my oldest was like going into kindergarten and I had twin toddlers and then this little guy. And yeah, I was like yelling like crazy because I thought, okay, I am going to, in order to be heard, you know, over this (laughs) racket that was my life, I had to yell a lot. And I actually took two years to really figure out what I was doing because my little guy was really little and I twins. I was like, I just can't do this. I can't teach him. I wish I had started then looking back now, but I read something and I wish I knew what it was, but I read something about how you have to stop yelling. And I just decided if I didn't stop yelling and I decided to homeschool, First of all, I would not have a voice. And second of all, I'd be paying for it in therapy sessions for all five of us if Uh I, you know, if I continue to yell. I just didn't like where we were going. And if we were going to spend 24-7 with each other, I just couldn't keep doing that. And so I stopped yelling. When I was talking to them, I whispered. And then there was another thing I read about clear expectations and follow through. And yeah. And then never lying to your kids. I remember reading this. It was something about how if you tell a kid you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you're lying to them. Yeah. I I just took that to heart. and Your integrity, huh? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, 
if I tell you I'm going to take away all your toys, if you don't you do what do you're it. supposed to do, it I had to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to take care, of, take all of their toys away. So hard. It's so hard, huh? Yeah, I'm a recovering yelling parent. Yeah, I used to do that. I, I would parent from the couch. I could hear them fighting in the other room, and I would sit on the couch doing what I wanted to do, and I would yell thinking that they would listen to me over whatever it was they were doing, and and it would be fine, and I just would yell, and I'd yell again, and then I'd finally make myself get off the couch, and I'd go see what was going on. I wasn't listening to them because I was spending too much time yelling at them. And you notice they get to that point when you stop yelling at them and you try to, you're trying to do something different and you walk in and you just have this tone and you're not yelling, but you have this tone and they turn at you and they say, mom, stop yelling at me. And you know, you weren't yelling, but you have this tone and they're triggered feeling like they're being yelled at. And so they have some trauma related to your yelling. And it takes years to work it out. Yeah. And you have to get consistent. Like you said, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you have to follow through. I actually, I have a five-step class on going from confrontation to connection and stop yelling at your kids. So I have a workbook on it to help you. I used to keep this little three-by-five card in my pocket that had my five steps you know, it was like a 12-step program, but it was five steps. So I would pull it out and go, oh, yeah, I'm not yelling today. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just yelled. I'm going to rewind, and I'm, we're going to do this again. You guys, go ahead and fight, and I'm going to try it again. <laughs> My kids, at first, they were like, what? And they couldn't remember what they were fighting about. And I was like, no, do-over. I need a do-over. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I can try again. I've got my card, you know, and then there were days that I forget I'd have the card and I'd yell and my daughter would look at me and she'd be like, you need a timeout, mom, and you need to go pray about it. And you need to just stop what you're doing. Where's your card? <laughs> you know, cause you oh, fall awesome. off and you yell and you're like, they know you're trying to change. And it's so great because you can apologize yeah. and they can see you're making changes they can have some changes that are good for them, right? Yeah. And then you can help them with their habits as they grow. You remember, I stopped yelling. I made some changes. Now you get to make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? No, it's really interesting because I had the four boys and then seven and a half years later, I had my youngest mm-hmm. and I very rarely yell now. Just I got out of the habit, but every once in a while, I will yell. And my youngest is kind of like, what? You know? Yeah. He just is like, this isn't you. you. Yeah. Who are you? And he just totally different childhood, you know, everything than my four older boys and my four older boys talking about how that trauma that they had. I, I know a couple of my boys, when I did slip up, I could see them kind of cower and, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, oh, it just broke my heart. I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. I yelled and I didn't have to, and I'm so sorry. So isn't it a great thing when you learn that 90% of the communication that you get to do with them is listening. Yeah. It doesn't wear your voice out and you don't have to (laughs) lecture. It's so great. Just let them 
talk to you and they build that trust with you. And I remember when I, when I had teenagers and they would come home at night and they want to just tell you everything that happened. And I realized, wow, I got to get some sleep. I got to start taking naps so I can stay up and hear everything they want to tell me. But we built that relationship of trust when they were younger so that we could have these incredible moments with them where they want to share these things with you. And I love that part of our relationship. And even now as I have adult kids, I love that I get to hear all about the things that they're trying to figure out. You know, and if I didn't have the relationship change, if I didn't quit yelling at them and we didn't strengthen those foundations, I would miss out on all of these great things that they're doing. Yeah, no, it totally changed how the teen years happened in our house. I know it did. So many people are afraid of, well, homeschooling specifically during the teen years because they think of the teen years as, you know, the traditional rebellion and all of that. I didn't really have that. Did you? I did, actually. In our family, we had a divorce. And in the middle of that, there was trauma from things that happened with that. And my youngest was super angry and was, had been holding on to some things that I just, I didn't realize. And he was very angry with both me and my ex-husband. He would unleash on me. And at first I took it personal because I thought it was about me. And then I realized it's not about me. It's about him. And he trusts me. And I'm the only one he can start getting this out, Yeah, you know? And so instead of me being on the defense, I would wait for him to get some things out. And then I would ask him, is there anything else you need to tell me? Is there, what else? What else are you feeling? And I realized I didn't even have to worry about feeling bad because he was feeling all of these things inside of him. And even if he was trying to be abusive verbally at me, this was stuff that was stored up inside him. It wasn't about me. Right. I did set some boundaries in behavior issues. It wasn't that he walked all over me. It was the boundaries were set. And when he was having his emotional breakdowns, I recognized what they were so that he could work through that and learn how to regulate those emotions. And it took time. I realized that he had had 15 years of struggles to try and figure out. And it took him about two years to get himself through that. And he's like my best friend now, next to my husband. He comes over to me and will tell me, mom, I want to go see this show and you're not going to like it. So you better not go and see it. But here's what's going on with it, you know, or he'll call and he'll ask me, do you need anything done this week for you? You know, so he did a complete turnaround. And I feel like that was because, you know, I allowed him to learn how to self-regulate and I didn't blame him for what his experiences were. Yeah. So you were able to figure out your end of it and not react. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It took me me about probably about four months to figure out. And that's a long time to have confrontations before you realize, oh, he's missing his basic human needs. He doesn't feel connection. He doesn't feel loved. He doesn't feel accepted. And when you're accepting a kid, it's not that you're accepting the behavior. You're accepting them. There's a difference. Big one. Yeah. Yeah. And so once he could feel like he was accepted, it shifted everything. 
Yeah. That unconditional love that, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so grateful that you were able to have that foundation of not yelling, of knowing how to regulate. I mean, those four months must have been like torture, but yeah. getting through that because a relationship, especially with family, it's not about the moment. It's about right. forever, really. So yeah. yeah. And that's something as parents, we need to figure out. Yeah. We don't make permanent decisions based off of temporary emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big one. That is a big yeah. one. Well, Misty, thank you so much for being here on my my little podcast. I appreciate you sharing your genius with us. And I know I've just had so much fun talking with you and hearing all that you have to say. So thank, thank you, you so and, much. Oh, I'm sorry. I just also wanted to say, do you have a website we can send people to? Yes, um, actually an email. If you're interested in needing to have some mentoring done, it's mistyjmentoring at gmail.com. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.